Hey everyone, welcome back to the Pilot's Wife podcast. This is Amy McLaren. Today I'm going to talk about the quick way, the fast way to recover from something you've done that's been really stupid and that's brought uh, brought upon your relationship a level of distance and a level of feeling like you're not close, there's something wrong, you know you've done something wrong and you're just missing that feeling of forgiveness and that return to being back to normal and having a harmonious relationship. So here's the question. For those of us who don't have a picture-perfect relationship, who don't put our highlights reel on social media and pretend it's all rosy, where can I get some down-to-earth inspiration without any religious barriers? Who can give me real-life encouragement, help me be a better spouse, and tell me how to get an even more enriching relationship without becoming a doormat? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Amy McLaren, and this is the Pilot's Wife Podcast. This morning I was on the phone with a lovely lady called Linda Shackelford. She's from Expand PR, and we were chatting because uh, we've known each other from a past life, and she does PR, obviously, and she's just started up a new podcast called Kiwis and Biz, which is which is really cool. I really recommend going and having a look at Spotify and looking up Kiwis and Biz. She interviews New Zealand business owners and basically just talks about how they're innovating and coming out of the COVID crisis and the sorts of things that they're doing to get around the challenges. And she was asking me about my podcast and she said, oh, so, you know, it's funny, you're calling it the Pilot's Wife podcast, but, you know, you're talking about how Josh is not currently a pilot, so are you going to keep going with it? And, yeah, I said, you know, it's, it's not really about, like, the podcast isn't about, oh, the fact that I'm a Pilot's Wife and describing what it's like, you know, when he goes away and how I pine after him and then he comes home and I'm happy sort of thing. I mean, the, the idea is that, I'm somebody who's talking about long-term relationships. I just happen to be the wife of a pilot, and that's interesting. But but really, more than that, it just it kind of represents the fact that we have gone through our own challenges. It's not actually um, all fluffiness and puppy dogs being a pilot's wife. And I, I'm, I'm sure people realise that, you know, we're having the pilot away a lot, especially when you've got young kids. And, yeah, there are some fun stuff that you can do like go on trips with them sometimes but we've done that about twice and it's 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 really there are there are plenty of challenges so the, the point is we can give tips out of our life and and what we're going through and as well you know the fact that we teach uh we teach couples how to have good marriages but so the point is no we're not going to just stop the podcast because at the moment I'm not a pilot's wife because Josh is still a pilot, he just doesn't have a paying job as a pilot, and as soon as there are paying jobs as pilots, he's going to be a pilot again. But like now, we've got challenges, you know, he's he's not currently a pilot, and so imagine that you've been trained for 15 years in a really specialist skill, and then suddenly it's not actually possible to do that skill anymore. If you do that skill, you'll make someone sick and they could die, right? So you can't do that anymore, and you have to rethink what you're going to do. Meanwhile, you've taken on debt to buy a house, and you're got kids that you need to look after and a wife that you need to you know that you need to provide for and you can't because if someone's taken away your ability to earn money in that way and so yeah this time has been a, a real challenge a lot of a lot of stuff to get through meanwhile 
uh, I'm just as you know this this challenge has also affected affected me in the sense that you know at the moment we kind of got a, a holiday on the mortgage but that's going to that's going to finish soon I've got my older child about to start school there's a lot of stuff to organize for that including getting uniforms and filling out hundreds of forms we have a tenant in our little uh, we've got a studio we rent out for for trying get trying to get some income uh, that has left and we need to find a new one there's things that are broken I have to arrange to get them fixed so I've got to do clean I've got to get a new green I've got to calculate the bond return all that sort of stuff I've got this new magazine that I'm trying to produce by myself initially I've got to provide a whole you know, I've got to produce a whole bunch of content I've got to send that on to the designer to lay it up and I've got some gardens. I'm trying to grow our own food because I once had a food business and I did a lot of research about food and ended up concluding that I had to grow my own. And so, and then I've got this this podcast in the no myths, the pre-marriage stuff, which is the, the the real core. That's where I feel like, you know, I'm I'm called. I need a I need to be available to to teach couples how to have a good marriage and preferably before they get married because that's the best time. So. You know, I won't lie, things have been grumpy. Uh, and so with all these pressures, especially over the last three weeks for me, I recognise that I've slowly become more selfish. Like, it's slowly come to a head. And all these things that are going on in my head, it's like, ah, I'm trying to do all this stuff. You're not currently working. Um, so let me be, let me do my stuff kind of thing. And yesterday all this all this was going on in my head and it kind of came to a, a head like I had I had no time for Josh I was quite rude to him and I had I had an ugly tone and we've just been <laughs> learning about tones I think um, I might have mentioned in my last episode that we're doing a parenting course and we had to practice using our tone in different saying the same sentence but in different tones and we had to say that's bath time you know in a grumpy tone and then in a calm tone and then in a um and then in a happy or a cheerful tone and, and all these different phrases and we had to try them in three different tones and uh, it was a little bit embarrassing to try and say them in front of a group of other parents but kind of got the point across, you know, like if you're using a particular grumpy tone all the time with your kids, they're probably not one gonna, not going to want to engage or they're, they're going to feel anxious or something like that. And I was using that tone with Josh so I know what kind of response he probably would have felt like but but that was, you know, like when I'm when I'm in this zone and I'm ah, all these pressures. That's not what I'm thinking. Of course, I'm just I'm just using the tone. And so then I was out all day because um, I had to organise all this uniform stuff for my child, and I had to do some birthday shopping because she's about to turn five. And uh, my mum wanted to have lunch with me because she needed to get some stuff for her, and she didn't know what to buy. And so I basically left Josh with the kids all day after having been grumpy at him and been quite rude to him that morning. And then at the end of the day I got home and there was definitely a distance. But I had to get stuff done for the designer because they were going to be working on the magazine layout today. So all evening I was working on that and I had no time for Josh again. So, But dotted in between the day, I we had a couple of phone calls and I'd be like, I'm sorry, you know, this day was pretty crap. But I could tell it, it wouldn't cut it. I could tell it wasn't cutting it. You know, like so I was... I was saying sorry a few times, but it, you know I could tell that it didn't make any difference. And I know that if I go back to episode three where I talked about saying sorry like a boss, I wasn't saying sorry like a boss. I wasn't doing the best job of it. And then Josh was out all of this morning, and so 
he was dropping off the kids and then he had things to do in the morning. And so the whole morning I was just, oh, you know, felt so, there's this distance. And I started thinking, you know, what if he's really unhappy with me right at the moment? He probably is, you know. What if I lost him? What if he decided he didn't, he didn't want to be, you know, with me anymore because I'm so annoying and I'm so horrible to him? You know, like this is obviously illogical stuff, but, you know, my, my thoughts go to that stuff really quickly because I'm just, I don't know, I'm super sensitive. So anyway, you know, I'm, I'm trying to think, what's wrong? What's going on? What, what happened there? What, what's happening? And, you know, I'm always trying to figure out how to solve something. We talk about in our courses if 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 people are if we're always arguing as a couple, it's an alert. It's alert that we need to resolve something. If we're feeling distant, then I think it's also an alert. And so I just want to talk about that a bit more about what that that alert might be for. So I've just started recently recording an audio book for the book that I wrote called The Ball and Chain and Other Stupid Myths, uh, which, you know, I'm doing that in amongst everything else. Obviously, I haven't been doing it for a, a week or two, but I've started to do it. And even though the book is currently out of stock, I'm going to be getting a reprint done. So when it's available again, I want to have this audio book ready to go with it. And uh, it's been reminded, reminding me of the start of our journey of Josh and I. And um, I don't know, some of you might know the story already but we came from a non-religious background both of us we kind of fell upon pre-marriage courses through friends uh, they invited us to church and we, we started hearing about it and we're like oh I've never heard about that before and so now we, we kind of act as translators and we do a non-religious course now that we've studied up on not just the stuff that we learn from you know a religious pre-marriage course but all kinds of other stuff about how to have good relationships and one of the key sources is, is the Bible basically because it's a love story. It's um, it's a love story in a nutshell. And so, people who do our courses they they don't they don't want any religious do's or don'ts, um, and they don't get them. But that, but we do translate this key message, which is about love. So, you know, for God so loved the world. And so I know many people who do our courses don't want anything to do with the Bible. And I've I've been there. I grew up like that, and I still remember what it's like to live there you know in a place like that and you know it's all cool and so we translate some of the stuff that they need to know about love before they get married and, and we borrow from we teach other stuff you know from other great sources like um we reference how to win friends and influence people there's a cool book called well done five love languages heaps of stuff that we translate into what you need to know when getting married you know like antenatal classes um, you know, when you start going into labour, you go into hospital, they press the belly button, the baby pops out. <laughs> yeah, that's a bit more than that, but <laughs> just kidding. So anyway, we translate, and one of the key things about love that you learn from the Bible was what it is, but also what the opposite of love is. So I know that most people, if you said, what's the opposite of love? People will say hate, but it's it's not. The opposite of love is actually turning away from love it's moving away from love so what's love it's love is patient love is kind you know that that verse love keeps no records of wrongs love does not argue love does not boast all that stuff that's all that really hard stuff and none of us get that right all the time none of us get it get it perfect but it's not saying that if we don't have it we don't have love it's saying this is how you do love really well Right, and so if you're not doing these things and you start to turn in the opposite direction, then you're turning away from love. That's the opposite of love. And it, and the message is that we, when we're doing those things and we're turning away from love, we're not loving, and and we're putting across a message that we don't care. And 
our partner hears it loud and clear. We don't have to be saying anything, but when we're turning away from love, we're not doing those things that are love, and it's very, very easy to feel it and to see it. And so it starts a feeling of distance. Worries can build. Um, you know, sometimes the relationship takes on a desperate tone from one of them. You can feel that distance. You can feel, you know, like they're losing grip, like, like there's a a cycle of going downwards and this is getting worse and I'm trying to hold on hold on tighter and it's getting worse and many relationships take this turn and it it's like it feels impossible to recover from this downward spiral you know I've done bad I've done a horrible thing but the apologies aren't working I'm going to lose them you know I've got to keep trying to talk to them about it how I'm feeling why I'm upset and you know it just goes down the spiral and we start imagining losing them we start sort of thinking we start sort of thinking, oh, what if I lose him? And we start to turn towards a, self, a kind of self-preservation. And when, you, when you're doing that kind of that self-preservation, that's, that's all about you know, taking care of yourself because you don't want to get hurt. And so that, that's moving away from love. So if you find yourself in this spiral, you've been caught in the opposite of love. You've, took it, you've taken a step or two too many away from love. Now you're trying to self-preserve, which still counts as moving away from love. And so it's, it's, it seems really hard to recover from that. It feels really impossible, and a lot of people struggle with that. They don't know how to recover from it. But the message is, the way to turn this around 180 degrees very quickly is to stop, turn around, and move back towards love. So again, what is love? Patience, kindness. And to a guy, kindness is like respect, and to a guy, respect is how they feel loved. So... That one's really important. You know, imagine being kind to your partner. Wow. And, you know, keeps no records of wrongs. And we, we tend to bank these up, especially when we're feeling like this, to kind of justify our own actions, sort of self-preservation and starting to, to feel more and more distant. So today, anyway, I find myself near the top of that whirlpool, which was trying to suck me down <laughs> into this desperate, you know, oh no, uh, I can't, I, you know, I feel like I'm losing him, He's, he hates me. Um, and then that self-preservation, you know, he must be really unhappy with me. Um, so, you know, what am I going to do? What, what happens if, you know, I have to do all this by myself type of thing? It's crazy, I know. And I jumped to this stuff really quickly, as I said. But anyway, I know how it goes. I know how it feels. So, so I remembered because I was trying to figure it out, like, what's wrong? This is horrible, I hate feeling like this. And so I remembered that message that we teach others, turn back to love, go the opposite direction, turn back around, turn back to what's important to me. And if you haven't done a values exercise yet, please go on to our website, no myth marriages, that's M-Y-T-H, no myth marriages.com. Then go into the resources tab and there's a values exercise and do that. And one of the things that's high on my top five is family. And so... What I was getting caught up in over this recent time was, you know, trying to solve all our problems by myself. I'm trying to work on this business to try and figure out how to get an income while Josh doesn't have one and hasn't figured out how he can get an income. And, you know, I'm trying to sort the kids out. I'm trying to sort the tenants out. I'm trying to do this this other thing, which is my, you know, my core passion, which is helping couples with pre-marriage. And I'm, I'm hardly involving Josh at all in my decision to take responsibility for all of this. You know, I'm basically just doing it and thinking this is what we all need, this is what he needs and deciding for himself, you know, on his behalf that this is the most important thing. When what I realised was what was most important was him and the children. And I'd been selfish because, 
I was then leaving him till last because I was putting all this other stuff up higher as a priority. But none of the other stuff is as important as him. And I can say that quite categorically, that he is more important than the kids because if Josh and I don't have a harmonious relationship, then then the kids feel insecure and they, they don't have a happy home when the kids are, when the parents are arguing. So it's most important for us to get along and for us to have a loving relationship because it gives them such an important and strong foundation to grow up as a, a healthy and well-adjusted adult. So what I made sure to do was, as soon as he got home, I said, you know, going back to episode three, saying sorry like a boss, eye contact, everything like that. I'm I'm sorry. I've been selfish. You know, I talked directly at him. I said, you are more important than all of this stuff. I was trying to do all of this other stuff. It was getting me upset and it made me really, really rude to you yesterday. I'm sorry and, you know, that is not important. You are important and I'm not going to get caught up in that. If the worst comes to worst and that business doesn't, you know, that doesn't work out and nobody likes the magazine and all that sort of stuff, doesn't matter as long as I've got you as a priority and we're going good and immediately I felt a weight lifted like I, I knew I had straightened out my priorities again and I knew that I'd got them in the right place I used to run a business with a friend who was my business partner so she was my she is my best friend and she was my business partner we had a, a food manufacturing business where we provided snack bars and stuff for pregnant and breastfeeding woman to give them vitamins um, long story anyway so we had that business and but what I what I kind of agreed with myself when we started before we even started was you know if I go into partnership with my friend I'm always going to place our friendship above the business like if there's ever a problem with our friendship and you know but I but there's you know there's you know money at stake or there's income at stake or revenue for the business doesn't matter I'm gonna I'm gonna drop that for a moment I'm gonna go back to the friendship and put that as a priority and so I always joked that being having a business partner is like being married you know like so I had two marriages I had a marriage with Josh and I had a marriage with my business partner and it is in so many ways but Josh in this case he is my business partner still and um you know with the magazine he's he's a, a director of the magazine as well and, but he's but he's also my he's my marriage partner and I needed to remember that I needed to put our relationship first again you know like um, he, you know, our friendship and our love is more important than all the other stuff, all the other business stuff. And so it, um, today I learned a lesson again and I remembered something that we teach and used it on myself. And, you know, just the difference and even just me feeling closeness just from what I did, even though I don't, I don't even know if Josh felt a distance or if he feels more close again, but for me, I do just because I've done that. I've turned around, I've gone back to love from where I was so just recapping the opposite of love is not hate but it's but it is moving away from love so the opposite of love is moving away from love this brings distance and it's the start of a what can be a slippery slope to remove the distance in one leaping bound just turn back to love and so what that actually means is putting what you love higher up the priority list like at the top of the priority list and I highly recommend if you haven't listened to it, go back to episode three, which is saying sorry like a boss, which has a whole lot more detail on how to do that, how to go, how to cross that chasm and say sorry and, and bring back that reconciliation. So, you anyway, know, I hope that helps. I hope that, 
you haven't had to go through anything, any challenges crazy like that. But I know it comes up, and we all do, and um, and maybe some people don't go down this path crazily and as quickly as me in their head. But if you do, I hope that helps. Uh, I really appreciate you for listening. I hope you're having an awesome week. I'll talk to you again next week.